Good evening. I hope you had a good Easter day. I hope that uh, you saw all the programs this morning, all the teachings this morning. Uh, Pastor Rodney, myself, and Ducky, and Bunny. So I hope you had a good day watching all that. And then I hope, I hope for you that uh, you had some really great food. I had some wonderful food, some of my favorites. But now, church again. Church, 6 o'clock tonight, right here. We want to go over the annual post-resurrection appearances. Jesus, after he died, let me plant this thought. Where did he go? Where was he on Saturday? Where was he on Sunday morning before he resurrected? Plant that thought in your head, those questions. The first person he appeared to was Mary Magdalene. To Mary Magdalene. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and didn't know that it was him. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who do you seek? She supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if you have borne him away, tell me where that thou hast laid him. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabbano, which is to say, Master. To Mary, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God, to Mary. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Next, he spoke to the women returning to the tomb. It has been speculated they were coming to, to embalm the body, which they never got a chance to do on Friday evening. So now they're coming back, the women, to the tomb. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. I want to go back that little bit. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. That's their version of saying hello. And they came and held him by the feet and they worshiped him. Now, having said on the, all that, I want to read you a passage of Scripture. I believe that in the first meeting with Mary, he told her, don't touch me. I have not yet ascended unto the Father. I want to read you this passage of Scripture found in Ephesians 4, starting in verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of God. That might mean some of us have more grace than others to deal with, to have. Wherefore he said, this is in Psalms 
He said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended in the same also ascended up far above the heavens that he might fulfill all things. I believe that when Mary met Jesus and she went to grab him and to hold him and he said, no, 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 I have not yet ascended up to, up to my heavenly father. I believe he bore with him all of the Old Testament saints. I believe that when they, when they died, they went to a place called paradise. All of this provable from scripture. And that when Jesus died, he went into the paradise part of hell. He gathered them all up, gave some gifts. Then he was taking them up into heaven. Mary first saw him on his way. The, the other ladies, they saw him after he had already gone up, presented the gifts and the souls of men. He came back, and now that's where we were there, where the women returning to the tomb. After he presented himself to Mary Magdalene, after he presented himself to the women returning to the tomb, I believe, I believe with all my heart, that he had a very special person to show himself to. After all, Peter, Peter had been ashamed. He had been shamed. He had, he had denied Christ. When asked if he was one of them, he said, No, I don't know the man three times. And now I believe Peter is just so full of shame, he committed terrible sin. And I believe those of us that commit terrible sin need to have that, that very special time with Jesus to have him restore us to ministry. So to Peter in the afternoon, 1 Corinthians 5.5, 5, I got to get to that. 1 Peter 5.5, 5, he that was, he that was, he that, Peter, He's, he was seen of Peter and then of the twelve. Now the twelve is just a general, a general name for the disciples. The truth is there will only be eleven. We see. We also see in Luke. We also see in Luke twenty four thirty four saying the Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon Peter. So he showed himself to Peter. I believe he showed himself to restore Peter. And if we were to go on, it, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a resurrection appearance. But when the ladies got back to where the disciples were, we've just seen the Lord. Peter and John. What a man that John must be. I believe that John hung with Peter to help restore him as well and to remind him how much Jesus loved him. So the two are running out to the tomb. John gets there first. He's younger, probably an older teenager, 19 or 20, 
But John didn't have the experience or the courage to go in. He races to the, the tomb and stops. He doesn't want to go into this dark tomb. Peter get, comes in behind him, goes into the tomb. He still doesn't see Jesus. And the two of them walk away. I believe that Jesus was going to have that very special time where he was going to restore Peter. I ask you to be ready, if you would, in Luke 24. This is to the Emmaus disciples. Luke 24, starting in verse 13. This is in the early, early evening of that first day. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs or seven miles. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they continued together, Jesus himself came and joined them and went with them. But their eyes were holden. They did not see who he was that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? What are you talking about? Jesus says. He's resurrected. He's full of joy. And he's joined himself to these two disciples that are full of sadness. And one of them answering name was Cleopas. Answering, saying unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass? And he said unto him, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned and crucified. But we trusted that it had been he which had, should have redeemed Israel. Beside all this, today is the third day since things were done. Now, the disciples were so disappointed and sad. They had expected Jesus after that triumphal entry the Sunday before. They had expected Jesus to go in and lay waste to the Romans to correct the high priest and the, the bad priest. But that's not what Jesus did. He redeemed Israel, those that would believe, but it wasn't a political entry. The next time Jesus comes back and sets down on the earth, it will be a political entry into the earth, Armageddon, where he will set up a thousand-year reign of, on earth with him sitting at the throne. We go on. Verse 21 again. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying, that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which went 
with us went to the sepulcher and found it even as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, slow of heart to believe, to believe all the prophets that they had said. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, the Old Testament, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew close unto the village where they were going, and he made as though he would go further. But they constrained him. Abide with us, for it is evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. Oh, and they knew him. And he vanquished out, he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scriptures? The Emmaus disciples. The Emmaus disciples. I felt like I was one of those. I'd been basically raised in church. It was a very traditional church. I knew I knew verses, I knew about church, but I had a veil over my eyes. And when I got saved, the veil came off, and now I could see clearly. I encourage you to look at that yourself. In John chapter 10, we have to the ten apostles. Why do I say ten? Well, because Thomas isn't going to be there. Listen, it's so important for you to be where you're supposed to be. Thomas missed out on this great, this wonderful blessing. And of course, Judas was not there either. Please turn with me to John chapter 20, starting in verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews came Jesus, and he stood in the middle of them, saying unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed himself, he showed his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad. You know, it is said that the only man-made things in heaven are the holes in his hands and feet a hole in his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, so send I you. And he breathed on them the Holy Ghost. To the ten apostles, he appeared in a closed up room except for Thomas and Judas. Next, he showed up to the 11 apostles. Way to go, Thomas. 
He showed up a week later, John chapter 20, verse 24. John chapter 20, verse 24. I hope you're following. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. He was the missing Thomas. You know, I don't know where he was. No one does. Was he out brooding, crying, weeping, fretting? We don't know. But whenever possible, and of course this goes to the Sunday night Easter crowd, be where you're supposed to be. You could miss out a tremendous blessing. Verse 24, But Thomas, one of the twelve, came, called Didymus, was not with them, and the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And there are many, many Christians, so-called Christians, who truly, they just won't, fully believe until they see it themselves. And that's a shame because that, that cancels out all faith. Faith is believing what you don't see. Verse 26, After eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the middle and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here thy finger. He heard what Thomas had to say. He hears everything we have to say. He heard Thomas and those words of doubt. He said to Thomas, Reach here thy finger, verse 27, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it in my side. Be not faithless. Be believing. Believe. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Thomas, his acclamation of his faith, calling him my Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And I, I point out to you, a point of history, Thomas ended up living a martyr's death. He died for the cause of Christ on the mission field. Amazing. Next, we have to the seven fishermen. To the seven fishermen in, the, in Galilee, the lake of Tiberias, which is the lake Galilee. John chapter 21 John chapter 21, if you're still with me. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, Galilee Sea. And on this wise showed himself. There were together, I'm not going to repeat all these names, seven fishermen. They were, the, the main ones there were Peter and John. Simon Peter said unto them, I'm going fishing, verse 3. They said unto him, Where go with you? 
they went forth and entered into a ship and began catching nothing. But when the morning was come, they, they fished all night. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples didn't recognize him. Then Jesus yelled out to them, Children, have you any meat? Did you catch anything? They answered, No. He said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast, therefore, it, they were not able to draw it in, therefore all the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved. What book is this? It's the book of John. He never speaks of himself in the first person. The book of John John himself writing the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and, and the, the book of Revelation. He said, it's the Lord. John, the youngest disciple, probably got picked on a lot for being the kid. He was first to recognize who it was on the shore. I love that thought. Verse 7 again, Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It's the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his father's coat about him, and he did throw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. It's an interesting point that earlier in the Gospels here, Jesus says, I will not eat again until I eat with you in the kingdom. Jesus is eating with them right now in the kingdom. It's our kingdom too. Jesus appeared to the seven fishermen. Next, he appeared to the apostles and 500 others on a mountain in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15.6, if you'll follow with me. 15.6, we're going to 15.7 real soon too. He appeared to the apostles, 500 of them, 15.6. And after that he was seen of more than 500 brethren at one time, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. They're still alive, but some have fallen asleep or died. The year at this point is probably 59 A.D. Of those 500 people that were witnesses to Christ, many had died and gone on to heaven but many were still alive. He appeared unto the 500. Then something very special. He appeared to his brother, James. Now we, we see in, this, in, in, the, in the New Testament that Jesus had brothers, ancestors. We, we, we've seen that. We've seen men and women who had had Mary and Joseph as their father, Mary as mother. 
James was closest to Jesus' age, probably little brother, and probably played with all their life and helped each other. But up to this point, he did not believe. He was not a believer. Would you believe that your brother was the Messiah? James had a problem with that. But right here in chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 7, if you're with me. After that, he, had seen, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Now, take you back a moment. James, the half-brother of Jesus, son of Mary and Joseph, ends up being the pastor of the Jerusalem church, ends up being the pastor to all the apostles. He ends up being the one that de makes decisions for the rest of them. This is called the council, the council of Jerusalem, and it's in Acts chapter 15, if you want to read about it. A little bit of, a little bit of argument there between the apostles and Paul. And after that, James is the one that decided the, that gave the answer as to what to do. And they all submitted to James, the pastor. Next, to the 11, what's called the Great Commission. And I, I'll just, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to everything that moves. Preach to them. And I, uh, and in the book of Acts, the same way, go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the earth, the Great Commission. That is why we exist today as a church too, to spread the gospel. That is why today we even do this over the airwaves, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Several years later, he appeared to Paul. He appeared to Paul. And with Paul, with Paul, he showed, he was shown a great light came out of the sky and talked to him. The light, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And Paul said, Who are you that I know who I'm persecuting? And Christ said, It is me. Jesus Christ. And that's when Paul changed his life around and became the greatest first century missionary. He appeared to Paul. Then last, one of the most pro, prolific speakers in that day was Stephen. Stephen. He, he, he preached everywhere he could and took as many converts with him as he could and he he preached and preached and taught and taught. The priests didn't like that. They convinced the people to stone him to death. Verse, chapter Acts, chapter 7 of the book of Acts, verse 56. But he being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. He saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. That is also, if you were to follow that through, he would say to that crowd who were stoning him to death, 
he would say to that crowd, he would say to Father about them, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Another word of forgiveness. There was a young man standing there at his side who witnessed for the temple, for the temple, and his name was Saul of Tarsus, our Paul, who was later converted. So there were post-resurrection appearances, people who literally saw him face to face. I've seen him in my heart. I didn't have to put my fingers in his wounds. I saw him with the eyes of faith. We see him with the eyes of faith. Take off your blinders if you don't see him. And if someone can go through what he did for me, then I need to be able to go through any of this, all of this for him. Post-resurrection appearances. He was seen of so many. Let me pray with you. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, dear God, with all my heart for these people who are listening to the sound of my voice, that if any, first of all, need their blinders removed to increase their faith and to see you. Lord, remove those blinders now. Have them, Lord, to this moment, this moment, to dedicate their lives and hearts to you. As these apostles did, one by one they gave their life, asking you, dear Lord, to please help us as we learn to live for you, the risen Lord, the Lord that is coming back and who wants to be and will be the king on the throne of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.